What's your drink of choice over there? Coca-Cola. I always record with tea. It soothes the throat. It is good for the throat. A little lemon, a little honey. Yeah. Yeah. And you're ready to go. You yeah. can talk for hours. No, absolutely. I agree. Congratulations. You're a reoccurring guest on the show. It's a very big thrill for me. Thank you for having me back. It should be. And I'm not one to talk analytics, but you're like the top three, one of the top three episodes on my charts. I, that makes me really proud, you know. You uh, must have like this following, you know? It, yeah. It's, it's very small, but you know, very, very real. It only goes back to what, 14 years of teaching high school? Actually, we're coming up on lucky number 15 this year, so. It's about time you got That's that right. following. It's kind of like a milestone. I love so it. It's a big deal. Good job. Thanks. Welcome back to the show. This is More Goodness Now with Shannon and my guest, John Turner. He was on a previous episode called Doomed Relationships, where we talk about if you knew a relationship with someone you really like was going to end um, inevitably, would you still pursue it? It was a great conversation. He had a lot of awesome insights. So now he's back because he coined this phrase or this term that I had no idea existed called serial monogamy. Can you can you tell us what that is? Well, in fairness, Shan, I, uh, I, it's, I did not coin the term. All right. okay. It actually is my mother who coined the term. Oh, so your mom should be on the my show. Mom, my mom would probably make for a much better guest. Um, but essentially what it is, you know, a serial monogamist, if you will, is someone who is constantly jumping from one committed relationship to another with very little uh, lag time in between. Um, so the people, you know, in our line of work, obviously we work in an all-girls Catholic school, we see a lot of cereal monogamy. Oh, yeah. Not cereal like what you eat for breakfast. Not cereal, no. More like cereal <laughs> killer. Just <laughs> And that's so funny because when you told me the term, my first thought was the breakfast food. But then I was like, the other term always has a negative connotation in my head. And I'm not entirely sure that this one is a positive connotation. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I, I think that, uh, a sp well, it depends. it depends on the age group we're talking about. But if we're okay. talking about teenagers... I don't think it's a Absolutely really. Not. I don't think it's a real good thing. Absolutely not. And I think the emphasis on com is on committed relationships because, first of all, all of you out there know someone who you should send this episode to. <laughs> Second of all, it's very normal, almost healthy, to go on a date and multiple dates and multiple dates. It's just not something that it's not people do to commit uh, that. Honestly, much. I. I mean, the people I talk to who are single now, they. Feel like you have to have, you know, back, you know, again, when I was dating, it was, you know, you take someone out. Humanity has not changed. Maybe you'd have a first kiss on the first or second or third date. Right. And then maybe you'd have the conversation about commitment and monogamy, right? You'd at least have like three or four many, dates. How many these kids are, these kids, even three or four? These, no, these kids are committing before. They're committing over Snapchat. Yeah, before they even meet the person, you know? So it, it's a, uh, I think that so much of it is based in this, you know, desire to be loved, this desire to have someone to call your own. Mm -hmm. And uh, the younger you are, I think sometimes it doesn't even matter who that is. Yeah, like just as long as someone exists. Well, the thing exactly the thing we see the most is that one person gives them attention at a party, at a sports game, or whatever. Like, oh my gosh, this person talked to me. And then immediately their brain is like, because this person talked to me, I therefore commit to them. Right. Whereas like, where did you skip steps one, two, and three of getting to know them, taking them out, and like not talking to them 
over social media. I had um, one of my former students now, because we passed graduations, was telling me a story about how she, you know, my least favorite t- term on earth is talking. Yeah. Right? Kids are, kids are talking. In air quotes. Yeah. I, there's definitely air quotes because I still uh, have no real grasp of what it actually means. No one does. Um, <laughs> but this girl was telling me, she's, I, I, I'm talking to this guy. I said, okay. I said, well, has he taken you out? Yeah, we went on a, we went on three dates. I said, oh, okay. Um, does that mean, you know, what does that mean? Well, I can't date anyone else. But he hasn't kissed me yet. Oh, my gosh. I just can't imagine making the full commitment to someone up. You know, hey, I, I'm not allowed to date anyone else be, without that person having at least right. you know, broken the physical barrier a little bit. And I feel like I'm jumping around because I didn't know we were going to get this deep right away. Oh, I'm sorry. No. It's this your is, show, kiddo. This is great. I just, there's so many points to that because, number one, if, like, well, there's, like, an invisible book of life somewhere and, like, this book of life hasn't even been published, but somewhere in this book, we've all read the line because we're mentally convinced that commitment is like synonymous to happiness and like, it's not. So that point too, like they think if they keep this in their head mentally and they're like mentally committed to this person that like, they'll be happy, but they're actually so exhausted. Like I was exhausted for 10 years listening to that story. You just told me. Well, they, I, I saw, I think it was on someone's Facebook this morning, even, um, a meme or whatever, whatever you call it. I don't know. All right, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, and it, 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 the gist of it was, uh, being alone is much better than being with the wrong person. Oh, by far. And, I think when we talk about the subject of serial monogamy, so many people, that, that's not even the question they're asking. You know, is this person right or wrong for me? They're just so relieved that there's, that there's someone commitment. for them. Wow. That they, they have someone who wants to commit to them and they figure that they'll have a date on Saturday night and, you know, someone to kiss on New Year's. Mm-hmm. But they don't actually think about the anatomy of the relationship beyond... I have someone. Even, like, the anatomy of the relationship is so important, but I'm, like, a hopeless romantic. And I don't use that term a lot but because people have their own definition of it. So, like, my definition of it is that I'm a hopeless romantic in the sense that I don't care about the dates or the frills or the whatever, the thrills or what, what frivolous things you do for me. When I am interested in you, I think it's the most romantic thing to get to know you. And they're in these relationships and they put this label commitment on it. And it's like, oh, well, like, what does he like to do in his free time? And, and she's like, I don't know. No idea. I mean, no just idea. no idea. And it's, again, goes back to this mentality. And, and you know, we're, our perspective maybe is a little unique because we don't deal with both sexes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we see it with girls. Um, but especially, you know, again, I don't want to, I, I can't speak as well to the male mindset beyond my own. I was when actually I was 16. just going to ask you to do that. Though. Well, no, I can Sorry. Let me, uh, I can speak to the male mindset, Please. but I just, I, from witnessing it, I've certainly witnessed a lot of it from the female side. And I just think that there's such a just desire to be loved Yeah. that it's like the possessive. who, the yeah. who is, uh, the who is irrelevant, less important. And that's, that's a problem. Which is funny because most of the time we see these relationships, and I see them even at 25 now, like where you think this person's 
speaking all of this love and then you see the two together and you're like wait what's going on here oh yeah um what is interesting though i think for this conversation what we do the same line of work so we're hearing the same stories but we're both in different realms of our life so you calling me old sounds like sounds like you're calling me old again i wasn't gonna give your age away but i my viewers know i'm a 25 year old single female i'm slightly older slightly older married so you know there's just slightly older distinctions between our two states of life and we both can come to the same conclusions by having this conversation which again we're not trying to attack anyone we're just convert like having a conversation well, but well, i think if you look at it there's comfort in Having someone. See, to me, it's so uncomfortable to be with someone who doesn't get you or is just the wrong person. Like, I can feel that so strongly. If I'm in the presence of the wrong person, I'm not trying to at anyone that I used to date or come at their neck because I don't know if he listens to this. I was going to say, will he be listening? I don't know, but if you are, sorry in advance. But, like, when we spent time together, I did not like your company and I wanted to leave. And I just feel like if people... I don't know, maybe that's just something I go through or something I went through that I remember, but I can't be the only one. No, certainly not. Uh, You know, I look at our girls and I think so often they have such a deep desire for these relationships and then once they get in them, they're trying to figure out A, why they got in them and B, how to get out of them. You know what's also a telltale sign for, I mean, for the line of work we do is you hear about the guys all the time, all the time. And then the one school event that allows them to bring their significant other, whether it's prom or a sporting event or whatever, they don't even introduce you to the guy that they've been talking to you about for four months. You have to almost insist upon it. Like, if you're that committed to this person, you should have introduced them to me and been like, here he finally is. And the thing of it is, really, though, is this idea of serial monogamy, I don't think it's just reserved for high school. I think that we have... um, I've seen a lot of our kids graduate in college and even beyond, and I, some of them have never been single for yeah. more than a month yeah. or a couple weeks. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's it makes it very difficult mm-hmm. to get to know oneself when you're never alone with oneself. There's two things I really want to point out with this, but the first one is, could you, because you're really good at like one-liner life lessons, you've been in enough relationships to look at them in hindsight, what is the benefit of being single. Because a lot, here's what I experience as a single 25 year old, you're at Christmas, Aunt Janine, every five years, every five minutes, are you dating anyone yet, sweetie? Of course. What's wrong with you? Are you just <laughs> not into that? Aunt, Aunt like, Janine's quite a whippersnapper, huh? But like it's, it's universal, you meet people of all ages and they're like, how are you not dating anyone? And I'm like, actually, to me at this point in my life, happiness is synonymous to independence, but well, and it doesn't, you know, it changes. Not even by it changes choice. as you get older and you get married, but then it just changes to when you're going to have kids. Okay. You know, so. Fair it, enough. It, There's it, always something. I guess, I guess the thing is sort of human nature to pry, I sure. guess I would say. So when people come and say, ah, you know, who are you dating here? Uh, but your original question. Like, what's the benefit of being single? What do these people need to hear? So I would say, and again, I'm married, happily so, uh, but I would say that the benefit of being single, especially at your age, younger, really, especially for the kids we teach and in college. But I, I, you know, people always say, you know, 30 is the new 20. I do hear that a lot. 30. So things, you don't have to necessarily rush through these things. 
I have always said, I think the benefit of being single, especially in your, when you're younger, is getting to know yourself. Mm. Um, you know, one of my, one of my um, favorite movies I think you've seen is Keeping the Faith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, um, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller and... Um, Eddie Norton. Eddie Norton and Jenna Elfman. But the mother, Ben Stiller's mother in the show says, you know, you're a complete idiot until you're 30. Mm. So it doesn't really help you to strap yourself to another complete idiot. Wow. So I think the benefit of being single is to try and get out of those complete idiot years. Mm -hmm. And when you're a serial monogamist, as we know a bunch of them, you don't ever give yourself that time. And I do see a lot, even at 25, I'm friends with a lot of people who dated like high school sweethearts and... Even now, they're like, I'm learning things about myself that I would have never thought would happen in the relationship. And, you know, not that that's a reason to break up, but you just have these realizations and you kind of want time. You want to figure it out. But there was also another thing to the commitment piece. And I forget how the conversation even... Where were we at? I forget. But (laughs) my point was that the, the idea of sex came to mind. Sure. So I feel like people who do jump commitment to commitment are lacking the sexual intimacy that they know they once had. And it's hard to not have sex once you have it. Well, I think that they chase the dragon a lot. What do you mean by that? So you think about your first relationship, your first, you know, serious significant other when you're in high school or whenever that happens to be. And for a lot of... Sixth grade. (laughs) No, but for a lot of people, you know, 17, 18, maybe it's in college... Um, sex does become a part of it. You know, I, I personally think for our kids in high school, it's way too young. Uh, One more time? I, I, I do. I think it's high school is too young of a time to be having sex. You just can't. Thank you so much. You, you can't. You know, yes, you're physically capable of doing it, but are you emotionally capable of dealing with the repercussions, especially if things don't go right? Right. You know? Um, People get pregnant. I'm like, what happened? Right. I'm like, actually, <laughs> you, didn't, right you didn't go to CVS. Um, <laughs> no, no. But anyway, I, I look at it as so again, these kids really, right? You're 17, you're 18, you're 19. They get into these relationships, they have sex for the first time, and then the relationship breaks up. So I think one, the second, the third, the fourth time, you know, you're in a relationship, it becomes easier to go through, you know, break that barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that to a certain degree, for certain people, not for everyone, there's probably a level of, as I said, chasing the dragon. I want to get back to that feeling I had the first time. Yeah. All right. And I want someone to make me feel that way. Yeah. So, but it, it just doesn't always work that way. Right. And I, I think I sent you the clip. There's a really old school movie called Vanilla Sky with Cameron Diaz yes, and Tom Cruise. Yes, yes, yes. And I actually haven't seen the movie, but I've seen this clip because it makes a good point. It's a weird movie. It's a weird movie, and the scene gets really dramatic, so I'm only going to tell you the good part. But at one point, I guess Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise's characters had slept together multiple times, and then they were in the car together, and he was showing signs of disinterest. And she was like, don't you know that when you sleep with someone, your body makes a promise to them whether you do or not? And... That's going on in these relationships. And then to break from that, that's like a mini divorce. Well, I guess the thing that I, I struggle with, you know, especially when I look at our kids and, you know, you have, you're in this relationship and you're serious and you call this person every, t- every you know, 
three times a day or you're Snapchatting or whatever your mm -hmm. mode of communication is. And, you know, oftentimes, the, 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 especially these younger people are sleeping together and then they break up and maybe a week has gone by and there's someone new. Mm. So you almost want to question what was the value of the relationship mm. before? Wow. The value, yeah. You know, it, it, what, and I don't mean like, oh, was there value? Did, was it good? I mean, what was the value of it to you if a week later mm -hmm. you can replace that person with someone new? Yeah. That's more painful than anything. Right. Realizing, you know, sometimes the word commitment was actually like this empty promise. The worst, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted just going to say this. <laughs> the worst is when you feel that commitment and the other person like makes these words or these empty promises, but in their heart they have no desire at all to just see you go one step further. Oh, without a doubt. And I think that people, you know, talking to some of our kids, one of our kids who was trying to break up with her boyfriend said to me, yeah, I just, I'm, I, I just hoping he's getting the hint and he'll just do it instead of me. Just rip the bandaid right. off. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that's I, I one get, thing I've successfully done. I get the mentality. I yeah. really do. I mean, it's understandable. You don't want to be the person to go and break someone else's heart. And especially if it's not going to hurt you that much, you know, all right, fine, dump me. But it's just not the way things work. Yeah. I think to like what how would you define commitment like what needs to happen in the relationship for people because it's not spoken right like we always say like will you go out with me but like in that moment someone could automatically think that they just made wedding vows and another person's like okay well you're just the only person I'm hooking up with well and I think I think that is kind of the problem with it's such a loose definition these days that's why right? there's so much heartbreak right and I think that you know when you approach that point in time where you are ready to sort of make that commitment and you've been dating someone for a little while and you want to have that conversation, it, it's an important conversation, but I think what's, what's important to remember is it's not set in stone at that point. And I think that people get into the mentality of, I've made this commitment. So now no matter what this person does, I have to stick with them. And I think that's true of marriage. Marriage, That's yeah. not true of dating. Uh, louder. Because that's definitely not true of dating, but I feel like kids are in such a rush to grow up. People who are dating are so, yeah, want to get to the new, next step. So they're willing to put up with things that if their friends were telling them about it, they would be like, oh, you shouldn't put up with that. But when it's happening to them, because no one really understands what I, you know, what my experience is, They'll, they'll allow things to happen to themselves that they would never counsel their friends to allow to happen to them. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, though, is that we... Look, I am a big believer in it is a very healthy desire. And I don't want to sound like a stalker or a creepy person to say this. It's, a real, it's actually a really healthy desire to want someone exclusively. It's really healthy to want to be able to say... Like, a lot of people say the term, like, my person... This my boo. My boo. What is the uh, be be before everything else? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah. Bay. Bay. Oh my gosh, Bay like surfaced for a summer and went off the mark. Is um, that wait? People don't say Bay anymore. I haven't heard it in a while. That's bad. I should I should really keep up on these things. <laughs> no, this is good though. That was, yeah, before everyone else or anyone else. Um, 
I used to just say bagels. Like, let's go get some bagels. It made sense when I said it. It's lost. It's gone somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Scratch that. But I, I, like, I do think we were created with this desire in our hearts to just want someone to love us and be there for us exclusively. I mean, to be all religious, my viewers know I'm Catholic. No, no, in, the, I, in the book of Genesis, Adam had perfect freedom. He made no mistakes. He had luxury, and he still was like, wow, I need someone. So, like, I think we're all created with that. But what I don't approve of, so, like, let's all accept that that's normal. That's really healthy. But what I don't approve of is that we will just take anyone for the sake of taking anyone, even if it's unhealthy. I think you'll like this because of you, know, you, you brought up religion, and I think this is sort of plays oh, yeah. into it. Tell us, preach the gospel. False idols. Yeah. I mean, what is? What are some of these? And like sometimes the false idol is the relationship and the and like the, and the person. The per, well, sometimes the person, but sometimes just the relationship. Yeah, I and mean, they like they can post it again. We have seen in our line of work a lot of healthy teenage relationships. Yeah. But we've also seen our fair share of unhealthy teenage relationships and I think that the unhealthy ones are the ones where they're you're it, look if you have to constantly convince yourself something's good mm. it's not good it's not good you know if you're constantly telling people well you, you just don't get it you don't understand he's maybe he's you don't so understand. different when we're alone <laughs> that then it, you know it's probably not the the real deal yeah. You know, the genuine article. And I think that is that is the hardest thing. And I think it's also why people serial are serial monogamous is people you're right, it is a healthy desire mm-hmm. and it's something people want. So they're willing to just trial and error it out until Forever. they figure either they find that person, that right one, or they just get tired of the rat race and settle down. I feel like they get tired of the rat race and then they're like, all right, I'm ready to run the marathon again. I don't know. I just, as someone who has been single probably her whole life, I've never dated someone longer than five months. And to me, I want that. Like it's not, and also I just feel like the world screwed up. We were just in a pandemic. It's hard to meet people. But it's, it's such a temptation to want to just find someone for the sake of finding someone where in my head, I've always seen it as like, if you're not this person that's going to benefit my life because it adds value to how I'm already living, not because I've talked to people or been around people who like, they wanted this undivided attention that I put my hobbies aside. I put my career aside. I would, like, leave work early to spend time with them versus putting another hour into work or something. So i always seen it as, like, if this person's not adding value and complementing my life already as it is in what I love and what I put first, because I'm not putting you first, then... Why am I going to waste my time? I like I keep saying it, but I'm mentally exhausted thinking about investing in someone who doesn't know what they want, doesn't know who they are, didn't take five minutes to be single by themselves. Like you're basically just moving from emotion to emotion and you like live off this constant high. I think honestly, your approach is spot on. Um, your so, so it wasn't your approach. Mine? How, how many committed relationships would you say you had before you married? Three. Okay. Uh, but 
um, including including my wife. But I, I, so actually, my mother joked that I was a serial monogamous, and I guess that's technically true in my twenties. But I, I literally, I was dating this girl Lauren, and we broke up. And I guess it was about five months before I met my wife. So it wasn't like my intention to mm. be a serial monogamous. It just sort of happened that way. Fair but be, but before that, in college, I never was really tight. I mean, I had, I had a on again, off again, long distance college relationship. But I, I would say that we were probably off again more than on again. So it wasn't, I was, I would say I spent a large swath of time not in a committed relationship. Uh, and, and I would say that the college and, and the year after which I was single for the whole time really did help me to get to know myself mm. um, and, and know the things I wanted and the, the, more importantly, the things I did not want. Yeah. You know. I like to propose because I'm all about, you know, more goodness yeah, in your life now. You know? Sure. <laughs> I, I feel like that's the title of the show. Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Just talk to you I, like I, you were a dog that I, learned I always a new get trick. excited, by the way. <laughs> it, 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 there's, a, there's a skit on uh, Family Guy. I'm sure you've seen the show. Yeah. Where Peter gets super excited anytime the title of mm. a movie is mentioned. Mm -hmm. It's not anytime I'm watching a movie or a show and they say the title. I'm like, oh my God, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's something to say moving forward on this episode, like commit to something. But, like, maybe not a person. I would say commit to yourself. Yeah. I mean, especially I look at you at your age. And I, I said to you before I got sort of went down a rabbit hole tangent there, I think you are doing it right. You're taking the time and opportunities to better know yourself. Um, you know, I know this is a spiritual broadcast, so I think we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention your relationship with God as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you've taken a lot of time to foster that. Mm. And... Um, the, the good thing I will say is my, my again I can't read the future see the future but my guess is that you because you haven't taken the serial monogamy approach is that you won't end up settling. Mm. I that's the goal that definitely is the goal. I'm glad you brought up the relationship with God because I remember like I was born and raised Catholic but in my head it was just this family thing that we did and went to mass. Um, I had a really cool experience where I felt God's presence very strongly in my life. And I felt like that was the turning factor to be like, oh my gosh, this is something I can go deeper in. There's like everything you do in life, you can, you can grow in it, right? Like if you play a sport, you obviously want to level up at one point. Practice. Yeah, exactly. Else. So if anything, I, I feel like, I mean, your relationship with God is a relationship, but you have to practice it. And I feel like that's what dating is. It's not, oh my gosh, we're dating, we're married. It's, no, we need to practice getting to know each other. I need to practice, you know, putting myself aside. And if you want to see me tonight, am I going to make that work? What decisions am I making? And long story short, again, I just went on a tangent. But to, okay. to make that decision to foster a relationship with God more deeper than just Sunday Mass, like, that was a lot of work. And it, it was like, you had to give time and attention and mental energy to it. And like... <clears throat> there's something really rewarding about giving God your mental energy because it doesn't feel like a burden. Like he's just a free spirit. So you're not going to be burdened by it. But when you give that mental energy to someone else and you almost feel like this heaviness and you can't shake it or whatever it is, like that's a burden. Like that's a good indicator too, that maybe you got to like feel out these emotions or these moods that you're having towards this person and what's your intentions toward them. Um, 
and we covered a lot of it like sex or if you just really want to just date just to date um if you think it'll be synonymous to happiness like there's so many intentions you can have when you pursue a relationship that unless it's sincere you just kind of crash and burn one we haven't necessarily talked about uh i mean it ties in with all the other things we've mentioned but i think that one of the ideas that we haven't talked about is um, the idea that one of the reasons people constantly seek out monogamous relationships is because they feel better about themselves. Oh, yeah. When they're in a relationship, they feel more fulfilled. Whether or not they are, mm. uh, they feel more socially uh, acceptable, accepted. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have someone, you're a we. It shows you that someone can tolerate you beyond a half an hour. I think that people... Can they, though? I think that people take that <laughs> and they use it as reassurance for themselves. I think I totally forgot to ask you the male perspective of this because I don't know if you... Did you ever answer that? But the female perspective is exactly what you just said. Like, women think that if they put a committed label on a relationship, it, like promises fidelity it promises loyalty and if they are on the fence about having sex and you should wait as long as you can in a relationship that's just my little segue um if they are hesitant to have it once the label's there they just think there's like this switch because the label was made there's a switch you'll like me more i will feel better about giving you my body and making that promise to you but then at the end of the day when you sit back and realize that you're like okay, maybe a label didn't change. Well, I think a label allows people to become trapped to a degree. Interesting. Um, we so, think it promises so something good. You're my girlfriend. It's a trap. And, and, you know, it's very easy to get into these relationships. You know, I have a significant other now. Well, it's a lot harder because people don't want to deal with the emotional wreckage mm. of getting out. But the truth of the matter is, you know, and I think this was much more the case, you know, back when my parents were dating and, and beyond. But like an engagement... You still can walk away from that if you see something wrong in yeah. it, or it just isn't the right fit. And I see so many of I our admire those people. Yeah, I see so many of our students who forget engagement, like they're they're barely dating someone and they're cutting off the rest of the world. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mm. It's so true. It's so true, and it's it's kind of scary, and it's. Not normal, I don't think, but we've we've created a society or like we live in a society that thinks and deems all of this as normal. Yeah. And I agree. Just putting that word serial in front of it gives it It that. certainly does uh, make it uh, seem less normal. I, at least I hope it makes it seem less it normal. It totally did for me because I, I kept asking you before the show, like, are, are we staying how bad this is and people shouldn't do it? Or are we just having a conversation? Because we both knew it was something we couldn't speak. Well, yeah, we witness it. So much yeah. in our job, uh, just seeing the kids that we teach, who who just who just jump from relationship to relationship because they just feel. Again, I think so much of it is they feel this level of whether it's genuine or not fulfillment. That hey, at least I have this. Yeah, and it's not always the best thing. No, and like the emotional connection could be there. So just be friends with the person, right. um, grow in that friendship, and God willing, you know, you'll be get be together one day. But this is a lot to sit with. It is, it is uh, indeed. But thank you very much for having me. I very much enjoyed being back here, and hopefully, we can do it again. 
You know, I think it was, it's been almost a year. I should have had your mom, though. But, well, she, it, she did coin the phrase. It actually might be a year this month. Yeah, I, I, feel, I mean, I know it was pandemic. Yeah, because I was sitting. I was. I think I, I did the last one from my home office. Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's uh, ni- nice to speak into a microphone. Isn't it cool? Very cool. <laughs> Look at us, we're nerds. I know. I know. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. And if you know someone who needs to hear it, just be a badass and send it to them. <laughs> Thanks again for having me, Sean. Thanks, John.